Hello, welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name's Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Today we're doing another episode on class. This week it is Bards. Bards! Bards. So let me bombard you nice. with some information, Sammy boy. Bombard me, Ed. Now you play a bard, don't you? I do, I play a tiefling bard. Yeah, and how's that going for you? Um, not well. I got ravaged by a tiger in our last episode. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was really fun. It was really hurt. Oh, but that was the, great. the lady in our party that I'm trying to impress, my Princess Leia, if you will, helped me out and stepped between me and the snake tiger thing that attacked us. That's true, which is one of the other player characters. Boom. That was nice. That was Shout a good out moment. To Isabar. Isabar. Okay, so... Um, the only one brave enough in our crew to do an accent, and I fucking respect her massively for good, it. It's a good accent. I just well. get lazy with my G's. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Brilliant. <laughs> See, I play a tiefling bard. Excellent. So, um, what do bards do? So, bards themselves, they are the most versatile um, class in Dungeons & Dragons, right? They kind of do a little bit of everything. But ultimately, um, in the straight up, hey, this is what we're amazing at, they're talkers... You know, they're heralds, they're spy masters, they're dropping little bombs of fake news out there. They're all Ooh. about the charisma, the uh, the gambit, the, you know, the bluff, the double bluff, the overted double bluff, the double, double, double bluff, double, double, double bluff, yeah. double bluff. Okay, I think I understand the bluff. That's fine, I just got really into it. <laughs> little bit of songs as well, obviously, they do a little bit of songwriting, music, um, and that's ultimately where their magic comes from. They are a, they are a spellcaster class, Sam. Um... Which is cool. Now, the interesting thing is, is they're the only class that really um, nails all three pillars of adventure. Right. I'm taking us back to episode one. Episode one. When we talked about um, how D&D is and what it is and how it plays. Now, um, the three pillars of adventure, they are combat, mm -hmm. social interaction, and explora ex oh God, exploration. Um, so... How does that work with the bards? Right, so social interaction, that's pretty straightforward. The bards themselves, their main um, spellcasting, um, what's it called? Profi not proficiency. The main spellcasting ability is uh, charisma. As such, that should be your number one stat. You're right? always going to talk your way out of a situation before exactly. you fight your way out. And I think that's why... They're sort of they're, they're very popular among the everyman new players because it's like okay so this game is played by talking so surely I should have a character who is good at talking and I can articulate myself into the world and to give myself the best chance of doing that I need a character who is good at, as good at talking as I am in real life. Yes, exactly. Um, as yeah, and as such, in terms of that front, they get a lot of elements that basically leans into. Um, how they can interact with people. That's more of their class abilities, which we'll go to in a second. Mm -hmm. So, boom. So that's one side of things. That's how they do all their social interactions. The um, exploration side of things. So the great thing with bards is they're kind of set up a little bit like, um, uh, tr like well, kind of obviously play them however you guys want to play them, but you can very easily make an Indiana Jones treasure hunter style go into a place, you'll kind of know a little bit about it because you're continually searching for lore and history. And that's what inspires you for your songs or for the tales that you tell. That all comes from um, that knowledge of, of, of the world itself. And they actually have an ability, um, which I know I'm going forwards into the thing, but it kind of works very nicely, called Jack of All Trades. 
which is level two, so it's like the first ability you pretty much get, um, which basically means you can add half your proficiency bonus rolled down to any ability check that you make. So you become a little bit of a skill monkey. So if you're like, oh, I need to go and have a look at these ruins, can I... I know a bit of Dragonborn. I know sure. a bit of Elvish or something. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. So that kind of works in terms of even the stuff that you're not proficient in, you still get a little bit of a boost to figure out whatever those are for those checks. Huh. So that's real nice from that front. Um, so that's how they do the exploration side of things. The combat side of things, so <clears throat> dependent on the build that you make, because as I've mentioned, they're incredibly versatile and you can pretty much build them um, in a way that allows you to function whatever functionality you want within combat. So you can either be, I'm a, I'm a blaster, so I'm going to stand back and I'm just going to splash out spells or I'm going to buff my allies, mm -hmm. or maybe I'm going to get up in people's grill and like really kind of annoy them to a point where they start missing, or I, I actually can almost vibrate my sword with the inane magical ability that I have to kind of pierce through some sort of armor point, uh, which we'll get into in terms of what that class that is. That's to do with the bardic colleges? Yes, yes. So the, Right, okay. So the actual... Um, we'll come on to that in a little yeah, bit later. Thanks. Just yeah, a little bit of outside knowledge that I've just stumbled upon. Exactly, which is nice. Um, so they're musical spellcasters, so I think <clears> any any bard player or anybody coming to it should probably think about what that means. So, if we're talking about how can uh, a wizard who brings in all this arcane power, like physical, well not physical, but um, energies and things, how can they, the spells that they do, also be done through strumming a lute, or humming a tune, or banging a drum? Mm -hmm. um, and there are a few elements that they sort of kind of give you in terms of which ways you can do that. One which isn't in the book that I really like, which is very specific to our own um, universe and galaxy, um, if you believe in this sort of creationist, not creationist, if you believe in, in this is the way that the world was created with the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. What if the Big... Well, no, actually, I think even scientists have said that they can hear the... Yeah, still. Thing, the vibrations... What if you could tap into the vibrations of the Whoa. Big Bang? Yeah? Which then unlocks the magical secrets and keys to the to the world. The very fabric of existence. Yeah. That's kind of cool, isn't it? I think it? I know what I'm doing next week. So I like that. So I like that as a thing. Obviously, um, D Dungeons and Dragons is set up in a, in a fantasy world, so that might not be the way that your world has come into fruition. But well, I even think... Even if it was two fighting dragons like ours once, uh, Freehold <laughs> was created... <clears throat> when uh, two mighty celestial beings fought, right, yep. in our campaign. So just tap into that instead. Sure, that can certainly work quite nicely. Um, the player's handbook, the way it kind of gives it from that front, they actually say that um, the multiverse was spoken into existence. Well, then there you go. Which is quite nice because Dungeons & Dragons is a storytelling game. Yeah. And... Everything that, that is what you do. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that's quite nice. So that's almost like inside the table and outside the table. So your dungeon master is describing these things and the bard is kind of going, woo, 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 and messing with yeah. the, um, the, the, the fabrics of reality because he has Ooh. tapped into those vibrations. Um, so that's amazing from that front. They've got um, 
they tend to be, or their describers tend to be able to like pick stuff up pretty quickly and figure all that out. So that's why they have a lot of skills. Mm. I mean, they all the tools that they get proficient with immediately. Um, they just get three musical instruments of your choice. Now, I I can play guitar, mm-hmm. and I used to be able to play piano. And I can definitely tell you that if you pick up one instrument, I mean, there are obviously other incredibly talented musicians out there. But personally, and this is my experience, and I think this is an experience of a lot of people. When you pick one up, something else suffers. Well, yeah, because you inevitably end up practicing on the bass more than you practice guitar or piano. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so maybe that's on that front. So it kind of gives sharp minds. That's the best way to describe Bart, okay. I think. Um, they not just necessarily got a good aptitude for this sort of thing. Yeah, not necessarily intelligent, just just quick. Just they've got a learning agility that's just bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they understand words better than <clears throat> other people. Exactly. Um, have I talked about sort of law and how they maybe that might drive a character yet? No, you haven't. Okay, let's cool. do that now. Ask me about that, Sam. What about the law? Oh, right. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I fought the law, but the law won. Well, that's a nice little reference as well. Yep, like that. Um, So, in terms of bards and how they adventure and maybe why they're adventuring, um, a lot of the time, I think a real good thing to kind of explore is, okay, they've gone out into the world. Surely, if you're if you're a musical person and if you're if you're somebody who's trying to create something, you would go and you watch other people Mm -hmm. and then you, yeah, life imitates art. Art art imitates life, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's literally what they're doing. Maybe that's why they're adventuring, so that they can either um, get inspired for their stories and or songs, mm-hmm. or become their own story and or song. Right, okay. That's a quite nice way to sort of say, why are you adventuring? What are you doing out there? You know, what's driven you from whatever you're doing to make you go into wherever you want to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, okay. So that's a little bit of maybe the, the cultural stuff and how you might want to play a bard in terms of getting inside their mindset. Um, let's take a little dive down the abilities and the kind of stuff that they can do. So they're a spellcaster, um, just as a off-the-board boom done. They do have a cantrip that only they know, which is quite nice, and that is uh, that is Vicious Mockery, um, which only they get, no other class gets, so that's real nice, that's just one of their own things, which basically just messes with people and does um, psychic damage by just calling yeah. them naughty names. Well. Or, or you know, if you want to go real dark, you can do, but I like the idea of just going, hey, poopy head, and then like they're like, oh, my brain! Do you remember when we were interrogating that prisoner in our game? And yes. It got, it got really dark, because you yes. were like, you interrogate her, and I was like, no, 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 Ed, I'm going to tell you what I say to her. And you were like, yeah. oh... This has gotten really unpleasant for a board game all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, no, it can. Obviously, those those things can come into That into was play. a really good scene, though. Mm-hmm. That scene. was one of the best Jesus. ones that we've had. Um, so they, so there's that. So that's their spellcasting side of things. They also get, similar to barbarians and monks, they have this pool of stuff that they can tap into. With the barbarians, it's rage. With um, monks, it's key points. With the bards, it's their bardic inspiration. So they basically get... Um, these... You sing a song and it makes everyone around you <clears throat> pick up. That is one of the things that they can do, yes. Yeah. Um, so they can basically... They take this bardic inspiration, which is, a, which is a dice, which they can then either use to 
um, buff their uh, allies around them on their next attacks, maybe help them heal up a little bit we uh, better when they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, or if you take some other things, you can then use it in a different way. And to begin with, that's a D6. Uh, as you get better and as you become better with your, um, you know, with your with your skill, with your voice, with your ability to tap into the inane vibrations of the world around you that dice sort of becomes upgraded at fifth level it becomes a d8 at ninth level not sorry ninth level at tenth level this dice easy to remember it becomes a d10 mm -hmm. uh, at 15th it becomes a d12 and then that's that's it from that front yeah so you're getting better at doing your magic your music yeah which as you would as anybody does practice makes perfect mm -hmm. so that's their their big thing and that kind of drives a lot of their abilities i've already mentioned this next ability that's at second level that's jack of all trades um that's the thing that basically gets them to go i know everything or a little bit of everything i'm not great at it but i'll have a crack yeah you know that's cool song of rest um they can basically use their bardic inspiration when you're taking a short rest to buff the the healing done. So when your uh, party rolls their hit dice, you can roll your Bardic Inspiration dice. We had a nice moment where you actually pulled out a guitar and played uh, Beautiful Dreamers. Yes, indeed. That was lovely. By um, Roy Orbison. Yeah. That was, that was a really great. And Oh, and that's a sign that I should mention. If you can actually play an instrument and you're playing a bard, bring it into the game. Yeah. It's a nice, we were chilling out by a campfire. We didn't know it at the time, but it was a respite before a really hard fight where <laughs> I almost fucking died. It was great. And I was just sat on a lilo that I'd stolen from a bathhouse playing the guitar. And I was playing it in real life. And it really, I felt, I mean, the other members of the group might disagree. It was a nice moment and it brought the group together as it would have done. Well, you've done it quite nicely. The way you the did game. it then um, yeah. is you kind of... You you've suited the mood of the situation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you're a metalhead and you only know metal tracks, yeah. uh, which is cool, by the way, guys. If you're a metalhead, rock on. Uh, yeah, I but, couldn't have sounded more like a 90-year-old then. Yeah, but if if then that's not when a metalhead bard would play his guitar. He'd see someone coming and give it the old, you know, a bit of Led sure. Zeppelin. Okay, yeah, let's fair. Cast bardic inspiration, G everyone up with a song. Yeah, let's have them. It's like Thor. Um, yeah. Uh, what's Ragnarok. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, on that scene, you know when he's doing the uh, the lightning smash down mm -hmm. on the giant. Oh, it still gives me chills. I've got yeah. little. I've got goosebumps right now. Um, so, yep. The um, song of rest. How that works. Um, then at third level, you can dive into your bardic colleges. Those are your subclasses. We'll go into those in a bit. And when we come into those in the deep dive, you also get a thing called expertise which you share as a ability with um, the rogue. The rogue also gets this at points. So this kind of hammers home the fact that bards kind of, they're a bit of an amalgamation of everything and they've got fingers in lots of pies and you can build them in whichever way you want. Um, you basically choose two of your skill proficiencies and your proficiency is doubled for that ability check. Which and then, is insanely good. Yeah, exactly. They become, you know, a, if you're a talker, you then become better at talking. And if you're a bard, you're already pretty fucking good at talking anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so your so your ability to convince and um, uh, lie becomes you know much better, and you you can basically rely on those abilities much more. So if you're going, hang on, guys, and this might happen where you actually at the beginning, maybe you're a bard, but you're a little bit inept, and you're going, hang on, guys, don't worry, I've got this, and you go to the convince a guard, and you get a low roll, and the guard just doesn't buy it. This mm. becomes a way that kind of circumvents the low, any low roll checks because it, it boosts that 
ability even more. It really puts like a hand on your shoulder. Don't yeah. worry, you can play it like this. Yeah, you're We're always going to be out. pretty yeah. good at doing this thing. <clears throat> so that's nice. Um, you get a thing later on, which basically uh, it's called Font of Inspiration. You can regain all your uses of Bardic Inspiration again when you finish a short or a long rest. So you get all of your dice back. Because mm -hmm. your, your pool of dice for your Bardic Inspiration is limited mm -hmm. to your uh, Charisma modifier, basically. So you get all those back again. Um, you can counter charm. So basically, if somebody does uh, a spell that targets somebody one of your allies if they're within 30 feet of you um they have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed so you're kind of if something's trying to mess with your mind you know whisper iffy secrets and kind of get up in your your mind space and put you off you can almost imagine like a um uh a bard being close by figuring that this is happening and just sort of going like wussy, 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 wussy. like legitimate yes it's exactly like that um, at 10th level, they have an element called Magical Secrets, mm -hmm. where they've basically gone out and found some lore. So they found this magical lore, which basically gives them the ability to choose two spells from any class. So you can go and, you can go and dip into wizard spells, you can go and dip into cleric spells, and you can just pick a couple awesome. that'll you know buff. And when you access that, and when I'm talking any spells... Amazing when you've got the access, just that must be a hell of a choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got because there's so many spells out there. Obviously, mm. when we do our what's that spell segment, we go through all of those from that front. And then finally, at 20th level, when you roll initiative and you don't have any uses of the bardic inspiration, you gain one use, so you're always prepared whenever fights yeah. kick off to help somebody out. So, that is the breakdown of the bard abilities, that's what everybody gets. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go into the subclasses. Boom. Boom. Subclasses. Um, and these are the Bardic Colleges? They are. They're exactly that. So they're described as Bardic College. Um, now, in itself, I think it's always good to approach this and have, within this point, have a conversation with your Dungeon Master to figure out if your Bardic Colleges are places that exist, Ooh. if they are just a namesake, you know, like you don't necessarily have to be in a place to learn these things, it's just literally how you're labelled, um, or if it's like just one massive college, you know. With that, different departments. Yes, exactly. Hmm. So, so every bard kind of goes there and trains there, which is nice as a, like, um, as a role-playing, storytelling point of view, maybe your character has gone to the bard college and they then go out into the world to basically get their final, you know, It's accolade. like when you get your black belt after you beat a guy. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, let's crack into those. First up... Um, College of Law. The College of Law. Lovely stuff. So these guys um, really focus on that... You know, we previously talked about the magical secrets thing. Mm -hmm. They would prefer not to dirty their hands with... Um, you know, menial work such as close combat fighting. Uh -huh. um, they're all about blasting. They're all about just smashing out um, magical uh, powers, getting bonuses on that front. Um, they get, uh, they then also, when they just start, they get, um, what's it called? They get three proficiencies, so extra three proficiencies, so you're becoming more of that ability to just figure out stuff and do things. They get a thing called cutting words. 
So this is where they can basically use their bardic inspiration to mess with people around. Mm -hmm. So you basically... Um, you're getting attacked by an orc, you say, you're bald, and the orc stops and goes, I know. <laughs> it just turns to <laughs> you and goes, yes. I know. Your point is... Yeah, but then your mate comes up behind him, does him in the back with the scimitar. No, well, yeah, of course. Um, but what you basically do is you deduce um, your bardic inspiration roll from their attack or damage roll. So you're you're limiting that. It's a less fun answer than mine, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? it is a less fun. <laughs> All right, but you know it could do that. If they are going to hit somebody, you mm -hmm. can then describe them as that orc who was hitting no longer hits because he's they rubbed his head really self-consciously. Yeah. So he goes to swing, goes huh, and like rubs his head. Done. Um, they get more magical secrets. So you know how we have magical secrets at level 10 on you the main class? You pull more spells. Yes, exactly. At 6th level, they learn two new spells of their choice from any class. Oh my god. So they just get more stuff. They're just hoarding all that things. Um, and then finally, they get a thing called Peerless Skill. So you can expend one use of your Bardic Inspiration. Add that number to your ability check. So we're talking about they've, they're already proficient in everything. Mm -hmm. They've got their expertise stuff. They've got more proficiencies as a standard. And now they're going, I want to be so, I, you know, I don't want to fail this check. It's great when you like, we know that this knowledge is going to help the campaign. Yeah. And we bloody well need to get it. Right. Okay. Perfect for that stuff. So that's the College of Law. Working out the antidote, for example. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, follow up with the College of Valor. So these guys are, yeah, exactly. They are the, the bards you take into battle with you. You know, they're there to, to note down the, the the deaths of famous heroes mm. or the feats of famous heroes like whilst they're fighting. Flag bearers as well. Flag bearers, that's a great way of talking about it. All Maybe, the standard bearers out in ancient Rome, right? Yeah, with standard the bearers top, with the yeah. eagle and the bear skin. I mean, you, you, it's anybody who holds a flag, Yeah. you know, at that point. Um, so they get, uh, to make them a little bit more uh, durable in that sense, they then become proficient with medium armor and shields so that they can, you know, get involved in that stuff and not die because they're at the front lines. Um, they get a thing called combat inspiration where the, you can basically use your bardic die to buff other people's attack rolls mm -hmm. um, or buff their um, AC as well. So you're, you're, you're making sure that they don't get hit. Um, at 6th level they get an extra attack which you don't usually get and then at 14th level you can basically combo your physical attack with a magical attack so you can start doing a weapon attack as a bonus action as well as your spell that's the College of Valor boom take him into battle they're going to help you out quite nicely from mm -hmm. that front good buffers helps everybody next up uh, we have the College of Glamour um, these guys are bards who have trained under the tutelage of something from the Feywild or in Ooh. the Feywild. So that's... Now, I like this a lot. Yeah? How do you feel about that? I think that it goes back to what we were saying about recreating the sound of the Big Bang with your loot in that you're tapping into some ethereal long not long dead but yeah an ethereal force yeah that is beyond the realms if you will sure. of what you perceive to be real oh uh, okay so the separation which is what a song is separation between of. the Feywild and the, and the material plane yeah you you elevate yourself right okay. that's the isn't it? You go up there and then you learn from them or they sure. come down to us. I mean, I, I see it as a sideways. It's almost like a... Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go into the um, the different realms and that'll kind of give you a little bit of a 
clearer point. Right. But um, you're you're going to be taught, you know, stuff from satyrs. Okay. From like Aladrin, from people who are who are all about uh, the emotional things and power and kind of messing with people. Right. You know, in okay. terms of their their feeling and their and how they work, sort of overly majestic, uh, overly you know, over the top all the time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So extreme the way that they feel, they express that through music. Um, right. And that translates into basically all the stuff that we said again, but ultimately they have. <clears throat> They just become so majestic you don't want to hit them, basically. Like a Vila. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got... So, the first couple of uh, subclass things only, they're kind of average. But the great thing is is a thing called Unbreakable Majesty, which you get at 14th level, but your imperience permanently gains an otherworldly aspect that makes you look more lovely and fierce. Hmm... So boom, that's just a great role-playing thing in the first place. I now look just, you know, like it's like uh, imagine Galadriel in Lord of the Rings, always looking like the bit when she refuses the ring from Frodo. Right. You know where she's got the breastplate armor on her. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, it's like that, just continually. But what you can do, basically, as a bonus action, you can ins- uh, assume a magical majesty for one minute, uh, and then, basically, whenever a creature tries to attack you on the first time on a turn, it must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed slave, say, slave, save, it just straight up can't attack you. Amazing. Boom. And this is a minute, right? So, each Does round work of on combat... Everything? Yeah. Dragons? Sure. Blimey. But each round of combat, I mean, they can certainly turn and attack your friends. Um, well, but that's very Feywild. Should have gone to college. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's very like Feywild, right? They're they're creatures of passion, but they'll always look out for themselves above everything else. Maybe, the, well, yeah, that, and that. But the dragon can sense the other world. It's like, oh, this is of me. Sure. So to speak. If it, I mean, if that's where that dragons come from, they're they're all over the place, man. The mm-hmm. Feywild is is. It's weird. It's magic, even by this world standards. Yeah, exactly. It's such a. It's uh, you I know, really as, like that, as we've actually. said, they're so extreme that mm-hmm. even the magical presence there is is mental. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so that's that's the College of Glamour. We're talking um, so majestic and fierce that people just don't want to mess with you. Uh, you then have the College of Swords. Boom. That is you. That's what you play. That is I, because I feel felt like I needed a like a attacking bonus. Yeah, you wanted really? to basically. You felt like you hadn't pulled your weight a little bit, so you wanted to just get better with some blades. I wanted to show off with a sword. Yeah, that's fair enough. So the cool thing is, and one of the things that they do when you be, when you choose the College of Swords. So previously, when you want to cast any spells, you needed a musical instrument to be your spell casting focus, like your wand. Yeah, you know, boop, boop, flute, blast, uh, lightning bolt out the end of a flute, and you strum your lute strings, and then ooh, you mess with somebody's hearing. Um, when you take the, I have a lute. You do have a loot. But this is the interesting thing. So you can use your martial melee weapon as the spellcasting focus for your bard spells. Magic swords. Ma- y- well, yes. So Swords that direct magic, I should exactly. say. Exactly. That's probably a better way of thinking it. Um, if you imagine, uh, like, it's now almost like a tuning fork Ooh. to the magical uh, elements of the world. So you could kind of like feel like almost like your sword is maybe continually always just a little bit vibrating. And that's how you then cast. You, you know, you wave your sword in a mm-hmm. uh, thunder wave 
as a spell, just or you blast bang them together. Or that, yeah. Like divining rods. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that basically translates into uh, one that's the cool thing that comes secondary. You get a, a fighting style which you get to choose, which basically means that you're going to be better at scrapping because you're now up in people's grill. You know how we said the college, uh, the law, not uh, the Valabard. Yeah. They are about fighting but buffing. The College of Swords is about fighting for himself, right? They do, they're just about those attacks. They're not about chucking things to other people. Um, so that's how they work on that front. They basically get a thing called a Blade Flourish, which always uses your Bardic Inspiration dice, and it can do a few things. You become more defensive, you do better damage, or you can move people around the battlefield. And it's like, maybe guys look at that and go, oh, look at the way he's fighting. We should fight. Yeah. Go forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how they do that. Now, the last one, this is the College of Whispers. And this... Uh, I think you mean the College of Whispers. Yeah. Let's do the rest of this segment. No, this. that's not. It'd that's be terrible, terrible, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> so the College of Whispers, right? They are bards who kind of masquerade a little bit like other bards. So they may kind of be like, hey, I'm a law bard, what's up? But really... Bard Illuminati. Balloonati. Balloon. That just sounds like uh, a balloon show. Or type of cheese. <laughs> um, that's me doing a balloon creature. It's a loot. Yeah. <laughs> Brown, <laughs> you're dead. Um, they, so College of Whispers is about infiltration and sowing uh, disinformation and gathering real information. You're probably going to find them flirting around um, like... Government. Uh, Government, yep. Uh, courts. The press. Exactly. The, the banks. The yep. markets and stuff. So you can basically start getting into people's minds and you can then... Um, build we, a wall. Bu yeah, build a wall around that. You can also do an element where you basically extract all the information that they know and you know it and become like them and you kind of just whoop, 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 whoop and just turn into them. What? Like, actually? Yeah. Not like, not like move your uh, person and your psyche into them, but you can, you can imitate them, and you can fake their handwriting and yeah, stuff like that. All that stuff, hmm. um, which you can do in other classes, but like as a collection of not abilities, not as proficiently, exactly, and not so um, unerringly possible. That is the mantle of whispers. They're they're the the darker side of bards. If somebody comes and plays a little bit of College of Whispers, you've got a kind of. Have, Watch that dude. Yeah, just just outside of game. Watch that player. <laughs> he's, hmm. He's always got that little Mona Lisa smile. Yeah. Heart rate's never too high. Just always cool, but why? Why? Exactly. And that's that's the last of the um, spell subclasses. Uh, not spell subclasses. Bard subclasses. That's them. That's them as a as a class. I hope that's got brought everything front. Do you feel more informed? I do. Yeah. Let's play What's That Spell. What's That Spell? We already have a jingle for that. We do. Play the jingle. What's That Spell? What's That Spell? What's That Spell? What's my spell? <laughs> okay. What's That Spell? Right. Here we go. Prismatic... Oh. Prismatic Spray. That's the first one I've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I have a clue? Uh, no, man. That's it. Prismatic, Prismatic Spray. spray. Yep. I imagine it's got something to do with moving water or turning people to ice or firing something or, or a spray where <laughs> if someone walks into it, they get confused because they can't... Re uh, right, that's what I'm going with. 
you create like a field around you, mm-hmm. and if people walk into it, they don't really know where you are because it's like a prism of mirrors. Cool. I really like that. Wrong. Every time. So, uh, here we go. Prismatic spray. Eight multicolored rays of light flash from your hand. Should have stuck with a foot. Like Dazzler. Like Dazzler, yeah. Uh, basically, each creature in a 60-foot cone makes a deck saving throw. For each target, roll a D8. And this is the fun thing. Dependent on the D8's uh, number, they take a different type of damage. Bloody hell. Yeah, so uh, red, they take 10d6 fire damage. Orange, 10d6 acid damage. Yellow, 10d6 lightning. Green, 10d6 poison. Blue, 10d6 cold. Here come the fun ones. Oh! Um, six, indigo. On a failed save, the target is restrained. Just uh, can't move, basically. If it fails to save three times, it permanently gets turned to stone. That's mad. That's that one. Number seven, violet. On a fail save, the target is blinded. Um, once again, uh, if the fails, that's so. Basically, if it fails twice, the creature is transported to another plane of existence. That's. Boop. Now you're in the shadow fell. That's so cool. And then number eight, the target is struck by two rays. Roll again. Just twice. Huh. That's Prismatic Spray. I love that one. That's quite a long one, so I'll probably only do one more. Okay, give me another uh, one. Here we go. Unidos Tres. Too far. Web. Well, web, surely. Thwip, time up. Reduces their dexterity or whatever it is. Yeah, pretty much. You conjure, you conjure a massive, thick, sticky webbing. At a point of your choice, the web fills a 20-foot cube. Bam! Done! It's a lot of web. That's a lot of web. Even by my standards. It's the spot. Don't. Don't. It's the Spider-Man spell. And then look at you. Yeah. Right, okay. Lovely. Oh, yeah, on the rest. (laughs) That's what's that spell. What is that bloody spell? Okay, Sam. Yeah. Make your bard. Make my bard. Okay. Make my bard. Or do you want to do famous bards to give you a little bit of inspo and some time to figure it out? Yeah. Okay, so let's go famous bards from real life. The purple bard himself. His royal badness. Prince. That's always a good one. I reckon he's a really good um, college of glamour. Oh, for sure. Well, you know what I mean? Used the word. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's him. David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Silver Surfer. Just a herald. He's just a herald, but he turns up and he says, what's up? So, and I mean, as a bard player, that might be quite a fun thing to do. You go and tell people that the crew are coming, and boy, are they great without them knowing that you work for that crew. George Carlin. Who's George Carlin? The uh, the stand-up comedian. The really great stand-up comedian. You're going to have to show me about that, but that's fine. Well, here's the thing I thought about that. I mean, doing a little bit of comedy myself, I was explaining it to someone once, and I described it as a spell. It's words that I make... And I put them in a line, and I say them out loud, and if it works, you laugh. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I would put comedians right in there. Richard Pryor, Bill Hicks. That's almost like vicious vicious mockery. Oh. From that front. When you just tear it, when it's just a burn, when it's just a a burn thing. There you go. Yeah. Lovely. Um, There's a load of others, but also Star-Lord specifically. Yeah. For when he does the distraction thing on uh, Ronan. Mm Mm-hmm. Ronan? Ronin. Yeah. I'm distracting you when he's dancing. Yeah, 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 exactly. When he's dancing, that's literally what he's doing. He's just being—he's doing cutting words there. Mm-hmm. The bar yes. spill. 
Um, wicked. All right. Have you got your bard now? I've got Sam? my bard. Okay, wicked. Go, mate. My bard is he was in the College of uh, Whispers. Okay. And uh, he's sent to a battlefield one day. And uh, he infiltrates the generals because this battle has to go a certain way. It's been decided by his bosses. Oh, okay. He goes in thinking, right, the these boys that I'm in with, he dons a helmet and he assumes the position of a general. But something that no one could have seen coming happens in this battle and he takes a blow to the head, wakes up thinking he's this general Ooh. and begins living this general's life. And that's where we find him. That's a really good one. I really like that one. Amazing. He goes home to his wife, but obviously he's not this guy. Mm -hmm. He's him, mm -hmm. and he doesn't understand. Honey, it's, it's me. What are we doing here? She's like, you are not my husband. You're wearing his clothes. What is <laughs> <laughs> going on? This is super weird. He escapes, flees the city, and that's where we find him. Brilliant. I like that one a lot. Should we, uh, should we bring it to a close? Draconius Maximus. That's his name. That's his, well, that's his false uh, name. That's his false name. That's his Don Draper. Wicked. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, lovely. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We've actually got some reviews. Thanks so much. I mean, we've only done this is our tenth show, and we've already got uh, sixteen five star reviews. We really like you to leave comments uh, and to leave questions as well. We want to shout some people out. We got a really good review from Big Holly. Uh, we got one from Blue Morgs and Doopies with us all. So thanks, guys, among others. Yeah, thanks for the support. We really appreciate it. Uh, leave us questions, though, guys, because we always want to like shout out and put stuff out there for you guys. That would be wonderful. Lovely. you are learning as I am learning. That we all are. Excellent. So we've been Starter Set. Uh, roll well, and we will see you next week. Rawr!